Welcome to the Eclectic Gamers Podcast. Today is Sunday, June 30th. It is episode 91. I am Tony. And I am Dennis. We're back again, Tony. It's not the E3 episode. Back again. There are no obnoxious guests trying to have us talk about Google Stadia. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? how much feedback I got on that? All of it. That's what all the I got one. Was. I got one who liked it. Oh. Well. well the person we, we mocked for praising it. <laughs> Nick, the Nick Baldridge, the, Nick Baldridge. the lover of bingos. So we can't, we can't trust that too much. <laughs> but so here we are, episode 91, getting close to the end, or at least to the end of the double digits. Yeah. Um, so what's happened since E3 to you? Well, we recorded our E3 episode on Saturday. The, yep. Because Father's Day was on Sunday. Mm-hmm. As it usually is. And everybody had plans. Yes. Well, for Father's Day, I received a bit of the herp. No, uh. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I just it just yeah. seemed like the natural it, thing it, it, to yeah, come out of Father's. That's Day. what happened. I okay. mean, that was you know it happens sometimes. You know. No, no, the uh, I got an air fryer. Oh, I'll be a hundred percent honest. It's about the only thing I've used to cook since then. Mm-hmm. I'm beyond pleasantly surprised. I just thought, oh, okay, we can do fries again and make them good because, you know, French fries out of the oven are terrible. Yeah, they're... No matter how much my wife tries to say they're, yeah, they're good. They, they, they're, they, they're, they they're taste horrible. different. They taste different. Fries out of, the, out of the air fryer are awesome. Hard-boiled eggs out of the air fryer are awesome. Grilled cheese out of the air fryer is awesome. Homemade pizzas out of the air fryer are awesome. I mean, I've made tons of stuff in it. It's just downright amazing, honestly. I'm kind of in shock at how good it does everything. This episode of the Eclectic Gamers Podcast is brought to you by Air Fryer. Fry the air. Fry life. (laughs) So, congratulations for whoever came up with that idea, because Mm. I love it. Excellent. It's It's the new walk of the kitchen. It can do everything. Exactly. And otherwise, I've been... Working. Are you going to say working? Busy getting some stuff ready. We're getting ready to redo some uh, some of the stuff in the lawn. We've oh. got some areas. So I've been getting some tools and getting ready to start that insanity. And I had to clean the gutters and mm-hmm. I had to do all sorts of stuff like that. I don't like cleaning gutters. I don't either. I finally earlier, uh, or later, later last year, or maybe it was earlier this year, finally got the, had them install the nice gutter guard the things gutter after guards. they put on new, they put on bigger, they were confused at first and they put on bigger gutters and I said, no, I thought we were doing guards. I don't want to ever go up there. And they said, well, I only recommend the, you know, the pricey ones, the, the little screen ones don't work very well. And I said, whatever it takes. <laughs> I'd already been, I had to do it twice in one year. And I was like, that's too much. That's silly. I had put it off for so long that there were trees mm. growing in my gutters. <laughs> oh, it's like a little roof and, garden. And when I went in and started digging the gutters out, literally there was about a half inch of clearance from the top of the gutter mm. to the hard packed dirt 
and sleeves yep. and stuff. So for me, the only sad thing was guards, new bigger gutters. It still will. However, the the roof is sloped, will drain on, on top of the porch. I can't. You just it's can't. apparently not a clogged gutter. It's just how it's. It's just how it's, it's laid you know, out. It, how it's settled or yeah. something. Yeah. So. Okay. So, yeah, well, other than well, that's that, cool. I've been, you know, air fryer. Air fryer has brought you joy. It's brought me joy. Good. Playing video games. Cold waters. No, actually, um, I've been playing nothing but rule the waves. Okay. Um, and the French can't be trusted in that. You know what? F the French. I knew it. I knew it. When I played as Italy, I expected the French to be one of the countries I fought the most. And I did. I fought them like eight times. Mm-hmm. Now I'm on a new playthrough where I'm playing as the United States. Mm-hmm. I fought Russia twice. I fought Germany once. I fought Italy once. And I fought France seven times. And it's 1934. I don't know. When will they want peace? I don't know. I'm wondering if I play as France, if nobody will ever fight me. Because France, apparently, are the only people who do most of the wars. What if you fight yourself? Well, that's... French Civil War. French Civil War. That's right. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. You're going to be Civil Napoleon War. on a boat. Yep. Napoleon on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's awesome. So, I have... I haven't played as much video games in the last couple of weeks. I, I got in more time on Red Dead Redemption 2. Not yeah. much. But then I oh I started listening to a new pinball podcast. It, it's a newer one. I've, I think they've had three or four episodes out of I think four at this point. Uh, I came in as of episode two, which is actually the third. They're, they did one of those where they opened with an episode zero. Oh, one of those. Yes, one of those that did that, but... This is uh, Lauren Gray's podcast. It's called the Backbox Pinball Podcast. I think it's meant to be a weekly. At least that seems to be the pace so far. Mm-hmm. I don't usually go back and listen to old. So it's wherever I come in is yeah. kind of how I do it. And so she's sort of following what I consider the old TWIP podcast format where she's the host and she has revolving guest hosts. Right. And But her podcast is a focus on women in pinball. They cover competitive. They cover collecting. But I, my impression is her guests will all be women. And so it's been good so far. So it's, it's on the list. Something had to fill the void of coast to coast. Yeah. And that's, that's what got to do it. And you don't have to worry about being brought in to, to do this one. What, why, why not? Unless you've changed your, um, consideration since the last time I talked to you, that is. She could make an exception for me. She could. You didn't contemplate that option, it's did you? Possible. I'll send her an email. <laughs> no, no, I don't need to be on anymore. So <laughs> actually there was someone, there was an interesting thread on, I think it was just on Facebook and it, it, it linked to head to head pinball and to twip pinball mm-hmm. pot, excuse me, twip podcast. And it was just sort of asking, why are there not more women guests on those shows? Which is a fair enough question. Yeah. And cause then I thought, when was our last women guest? It was, it, whoops, sorry, my pen. Uh, it was Mrs. Penn. Yeah. Last year. Of course, we've only had the like, three episode guests this year. I thought we had one. We had, cause oh, we had we had Nick. Nick. We had Nick. Thank so you. we, 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 right. we so we yeah. Nick for, uh, for the coin op carnival book. Right. So obviously we're, we've just had less guests in general, but it was an interesting point. But anyway, in one of the, someone, I don't remember who it was, but someone said, I'm just sick of hearing Dennis all the time. And I thought, me too. <laughs> me too. This set us free. I did like how you like, how you call it twit pinball. So it's this week in pinball pinball. 
Yeah, I try. I meant to revise that. I should just call it this week in pinball podcast. I should say it out. Saying twip makes it sound really stupid. So, twip. but well, it sounds like you're, you're you, you've got a really lame like Spider Man. Twippy sounds uh, fun, but twip sounds like right. twerp. And twip. That, you know, <laughs> okay, you got a much more positive. You have a sort of positive mental image of it. I mine's much more negative. And then um, most of my pinball projects are done. At this yep. point, I have. I saw you stream Super Orbits yesterday. I did, and then today I went in. My I was having a little trouble with the very target, and I after the stream I adjusted it a little bit, mm-hmm. cleaned it, and it was it was better but not great. And then my dad sent me a Todd Tucky video of how to properly adjust the very target, and my adjustment was oh, actually I kind of undid part of the adjustment. The adjustment was okay, but it was the brass contacts. Apparently, just cleaning them with like uh, alcohol or business card, what I normally use to clean switches, wasn't good enough. It said to use emery cloth. Oh, yeah. Like shine those puppies up. Yep. Did that. I tested it for like a dozen shots of varying strengths. Not a single one misread. So I think it was that simple. I just needed to shine those puppies up. So all yeah. I have left is to install the back box lock into Jacks to Open, which I had streamed. Uh, a day or two before I've done, I've done two, two plus hour streams. Nice. So my legs are very sore, but yeah, we, we, we've used some of those emery cloths at work on, uh, like the, uh, the pissed hydraulic pistons mm. when they'll, they'll start getting some surface rust and you hit them with the emery cloth. Yeah. I thought I didn't, I was surprised I had some. I have a whole box of sandpaper and mm-hmm. is in there. I probably could have used a fine grit sandpaper and been okay, but. Because he, Todd had something else, some special little eraser tool thing, but yeah. you know, anything abrasive, just, I, I have files, but I only use those on tungsten contacts because I don't want to, you can file them away. Oh, it's yeah. an aggressive file. So that's okay for like flipper switches, but I normally in most switches, you would not use a file like that, but this worked really well. It's like done. Great sound effects. Yeah. Thank you. That's what it sounded like in real yeah. life. Did you know I I used to voice sandpaper? See, my as well? my my favorite part is that when you is that the machine just tells you when it's done. It just goes done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's form let's formally transition because this is I don't I don't know where this is at, but it, I, I don't know. I, I mean, think it's it's possibly bleak. I'm not sure. So <laughs> we're in the darkest timeline. We are. We are. So. so Let's move to the pinball news in that darkest timeline. And there is darkness within this timeline. We do have news to talk about. So, th- so that's good. I think we should probably open with the, the biggest piece of news, the Wonka, Willy Wonka pinball machine from Jersey Jack pinball. It's, it's shipping. I am shocked. They made their timeline. I, I, I saw somebody post a picture of an arrival yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, obviously we had been hearing. Uh- I mean, we're, we're real bare bones on the wire because tomorrow's July. Yeah. But. Yeah. But I mean, that, what was the, the vague that said early, early summer, obviously, where mm-hmm. we just entered into summer. Uh, he wanted to have people, Jack Guineri, if I'm saying his last name right, uh, wanted to have people have it in their homes, according to one of his interviews as of, uh, the fourth. Right. And it sounds like that's come true. So At least some people. Yeah. So, and my understanding is it didn't just go to, there was a rumor that it was, it's, it's just the standard models that, that have been right. built so far. But there was a rumor that they were going to operators first, people who were known to operate the games in order to up exposure would be the theory. Uh, but would it sounds like it, theory. it sounds like it was a blend. It, some are for operators and some were for home collectors. So 
I even saw that Ken Cromwell from Special When Lit Pinball Podcast posted his a picture on his birthday of getting it on his birthday. Aww. It was Yeah, it was nice. So I'm sure he's loving it. And they'll probably stream that on the Flippin' Out Pinball stream. On my birthday, I got... An air fryer. No, that was Father's Day. Oh, I don't that's remember. right. I got Your birthday was months ago. It was months ago. Why are you trying to bring... Why you, I think I had a midlife crisis. I think that's what I got. I think I got a midlife maybe. crisis for my birthday. It's possible. That's I, why. I'm pretty sure that that's just required at this point. I, I guess so. I don't know the rules. Yeah. I don't make the rules. Yeah. We just try and follow the rules. Unfortunately, for me at least, the discussion of Wonka is now tainted, severely tainted, because because Jersey Jack lied to This Week in Pinball during the buildup to this launch. Really? Shipping, yes. And we have not discussed this. I know you've seen the show notes, which just had a one little one, one line yeah. thing. So let me allow me to elaborate. There was, I know you regularly read This Week in Pinball. Yes. So you may recall that Jeff of This Week in Pinball was, in the last few weeks, noting that there was conflicting information regarding if the Wonkas were under construction, if they were on the line, is the common vernacular. Because there are all sorts of people writing in to Jeff, contacting Jeff, letting Jeff know, oh, I've heard from my distributor, I've heard from this person and that person, that the Wonkas are on the line. They're getting built. So it should be shipping pretty soon. Jeff reached out multiple times to Jack, and Jack told him, Wonka is not on the line. Told him that initially, and then Jeff reached out again, according to the TWIP write-up, later saying he checked in again, and Jack said, no, the Wonkas are not on the line. And then just before the Wonkas shipped and the latest This Weekend Pinball write-up, it indicated that when he was asked, Jack said, I said early summer, we're on schedule. Well, they were on the line. Because they've been now shipped. So rather than say no comment, rather than say, oh, off the record, they're on the line. But publicly, I don't want to admit that. I don't know the motivation. I'm assuming as a surprise. I don't see how it works as a very good surprise when the distributing network seems to be aware. Right. But do you remember when another pinball manufacturer lied? We, we talked about one before. Just one? One in particular, because we spent quite a bit of time discussing, discussing the lie because of how misleading it was. Yeah. And there have probably been some other instances where they've been cagey or not full with the truth. The one that I think of is Dutch Pinball, obviously. Right. When they told everyone that it was the board sets having issues instead of admitting or yeah, saying no nothing about that whether they were in conflict with Ara at the time. Uh, I did reach out to Jeff. With Jeff normally does all the reaching out. I reached out to Jeff yesterday and asked him if Jack has apologized for this. And he has not. They spoke on the phone. Jack, I've had people, like when I was streaming, this came up a okay. couple of times. I've had, and I've seen some, Jeff's been public about it. Jeff canceled his Wonka. Really? Yes. I think he's a, I think he... Ordered an Alice Cooper now instead. But he canceled his Wonka. Huh. And so he did contact Jeff. Or excuse me. He did contact Jack. There have been some people that have been under the impression or trying to put themselves under the impression that maybe Jack didn't know. That maybe he didn't know his own game was on the line. This is pinball and people reach because 
I think some of them have a problem with what's happened here, but they still want to buy their game and they want to act like they have some sort of morality in play. I, I don't, I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to judge that. But what I am here to say is that Jack knows what he did. He hasn't apologized for it. I don't, I'm not going to reveal everything that Jeff told me, but Jack essentially said, maybe I do, I'll do it differently next time. Okay. What is your thought on this? Cause I know I've hit this all with you. This is some of this was played out on social media. Uh, Jeff understandably was pretty upset that because he's functioning as a media outlet with this week in pinball. I, I think everyone acknowledges that that operationally, it's much like how pinball news is. It's going, it's gathering information. He tries to verify. He puts out what he's got confirmations on. He notes when things are speculation. I don't understand why a business would lie to a media outlet. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, especially a media outlet that is so central in your wheelhouse, basically. A, a media outlet that is just so central to the hobby that is a touchstone for so many people, it seems like the exact wrong group to be causing issues with. I, I mean, ultimately, I don't, I don't know if there's really any impact on this. I think people like the game, are interested in the game. Here's my impact on this. Unless there's a public apology, I will never buy a Jersey Jack pinball machine. New in box. I've not played Wonka yet. We're getting one on location. I'm not going to punish the operator and say I'm not going to play it. I'll play it. I might, but even if I love it, even if I love it, I won't buy it new. I can respect that. So, I mean, that's, that's my position. He's, Jack has lost me as a customer permanently. Unless there's an apology, it's public and it better not be one of those, oh, I'm sorry if you, if you misunderstood or I'm sorry if, if you were upset. No, no, it's humble pie time. I just still don't understand the reason for a lie. Uh, the Especially only the thing, simplest I, thing I can think. I mean, I mean, a simple no comment is all. Apparently, it takes. he's never seen any movie with any journalist in it ever. I mean, to know that that's it, not it like no a throwaway. It's People the last say that thing all you the time. want to do is to lie about, especially to somebody who is so everywhere, omnipresent, who's so omnipresent in the. It hobby. just if if he was the only thing I can think of is he wanted it to be a surprise to people. But again, you don't have to lie to accomplish that. And I sure shouldn't have to be the person to tell you that that's not what you needed to do if you I wanted mean, to surprise people. You want to surprise... Here, listen, Jersey Jack, you want to surprise people with your product? Do what you did with Wonka and actually ship it on time. That's a surprise. <laughs> that's a surprise. But here you are with Amateur Hour all over again acting and acting like you didn't do anything wrong. Because you should have gotten out in front of this already. Right. And you haven't. So I'm done. I'm done with them. I'd almost not cover them anymore at all. Wow. Because why should I? I can't trust anything that they say. Now, that is true. I mean, at this point, you can't, can't. trust anything they say. I can't trust anything that they say. It's just like everything that comes out of Dutch. It's, it's a, the same thing. It exactly. Taken with an and we've had to say that repeatedly. I th- in fact, I'd say you're probably more adamant about it on the Dutch side. But anytime oh, yeah, it's no, come up, you're always like, Dutch. why? Why? I, it'll be like, hey, they've said this about the lawsuit. And you're like, why should I believe that? Uh-huh. They lie. Yeah. And the thing is, the difference between the two, Dutch apologized for their lie. Oh. They did. And honestly. It took them a while, it but did. they did. And honestly, their lies made sense. Where this lie doesn't make any sense at all. No, I don't get it. 
I don't get it. It was, it was not, it was not a smart maneuver. I'm not calling for a boycott or anything. Guys and gals out there, you know, buy what you want. My rules of honor will not allow me to purchase new because of this, because I cannot trust this company now with anything that they're going to say, because if they're going to lie to the media, they'll lie to me. Well, yeah. I'm not saying that I'm the media. I'm saying I'm nobody. So if this is, if it rolls so effortlessly off of their tongue to do this and to act like it's okay because they're going to sell these same games anyway to all the people because they've got you in the palm of their hand. No, I'm done with it. Yeah. I'm done with it. So I'm not. They've never made a game worth me spending that much money on. Well, and that's fair, but that's not, that's a separate judgment. That's a rational consumer judgment. Yeah. This is my judgment on you did not operate as the proper head of a company. So it's humble pie time or you can write me off and you might as well write me off because I doubt he'll apologize. I doubt they'll listen. Oh, I doubt they will apologize. It's fine. There's no way. Do what you want, but I can't, I can't, this uh, is, this is one of those. I can't fiscally support a company. That is so willing to be manipulative for the most, at best, ridiculous of reasons. Yeah. Yeah, because there's no good reason for it. I mean, something as simple as saying, I don't want this published. Yes. It doesn't make sense. That's all he had to do. I don't understand. Or a no comment. I don't understand. Anything other than a lie. That's, I mean, that's like, that's like rule of media number one. When you're talking to the media, you might not answer. That's why you see so many people, you know, when there's stuff going on in investigations, they do the the non-answer answers. Yeah, we don't comment on legal proceedings. We, yeah, we don't comment or they'll answer, but they don't actually or answer the Stern, question. Stern Pinball's yeah. example, we don't comment on on upcoming titles. Right. Stuff. There's tons of ways to cover yeah, this. Exactly. He didn't ha- he didn't have to say it was on the line. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you had to not lie. Yeah. How hard was that? Apparently, it was too hard. You're passionate. I can see. I can because see the it, fire it burning t- in your eyes. It tilts me so much. It really does. Okay, so enough about Wonka. Let's transition to a different news topic. This one might be negative for some women. I guess, it again, it, it seems like a, a redo of something we <laughs> discussed last year, and that's endorsement fees from the IFPA. Again? Yes. This time for the women's Whopper system. And for those that don't know, the Whopper is a, it's the, what people say the acronym is for the world, uh, world pinball point ranking or something like that. Mm-hmm. Pinball player ranking, I think. It's a, it's the point system that the IFPA uses in order to evaluate and place people based off of their performance at IFPA sanctioned tournaments. So they actually have their own Whopper system. They've had it for a while now for women and that's used for certain championships and things like so it's it's a separate grading system so that there's still the general whopper system that everyone including women are in as well right so as part of that i have a link in the show notes to the announcement that the ifpa has about the dollar endorsement fee but apparently so starting next year at least in America, and I'm assuming Canada as well, because they also have the dollar on the regular Whoppers. They're going to add a dollar endorsement fee to the women-only IFPA-sanctioned Whopper events in order to build a prize pool for championship-level events. Thoughts? I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem... Well, you're not a woman, so... Well, I didn't have a problem when it came to the other. I mean, I remember being a little... It was one of those things we talked about, and I seem to recall, it was so long ago, I recall I wasn't really keen on it, but as long as the tournament prices didn't change, which in our area, they didn't. No, they didn't. I'm 
I'm I'm fine with it. Congratulations to those people who get to make out better on the actual prize pools now because of it. Because it doesn't. I mean, it ain't never going to be me. When was the last time I actually went and played pinball tournament pinball, Dennis? Uh, two months ago, maybe. Yeah, I think. No, Memorial Day. Memorial Day. I was in that ah, tournament. Okay. I, but it was for Missouri points. Nobody cares. No, about those Missouri are fake. Points. Those are essentially fake, fake Missouri points. points. Yeah. Nobody cares. Uh, but I mean, I've just. I haven't even been... Yeah. You basically hate pinball now. Apparently. Apparently. That's how it seems like. But that let me get second at a pinball tournament because oh, you weren't so, there to... Because oh, I Black, Batman Dark Knight was back and I was on it and I thought, I'm glad I'm not playing Tony and then I won because I wasn't playing you. So yeah, it worked out. I, and I got my I got my money. I got my photo taken. This is gonna be a, this this is a little side digression. <laughs> this is just a tiny little okay, side that's digression. Fine. That's fine. This probably won't be as toxic as some of the side digressions that the the listeners that don't know, but I had to cut out because they were so bad yeah, was, on our prior topic. Yeah. I was so pissed off last tournament because I haven't been to a tournament in I know. forever. I know. And it's always some little thing, something happening at home, something issue, this or that. I was, I was so pissed off and I went home <laughs> and because uh, we were, there were problems with the kids. Yeah. This was right after we recorded the E3 episode yeah. for those. We recorded that, the E3 episode. I was going to go to the tournament, but there were issues with the kids. So I went home and as soon as I got home, the kids are like, Daddy's home, and Daddy is obviously pissed. And the kids were great the rest of the night. Mm. They were fine. It was absolutely fine. So That was your calming presence. It was my calming presence. But man, I've, I've not been to 403 Club since before Texas. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that one was that long. But I haven't been to 403. The last time I went to 403 Club... Was when afterwards we went out to dinner with all with with, with, with Gordon, and, Gordon Logan. and Logan, okay, and, them. and that was the that was March the March tournament. the March one before so, we yeah. went to Texas, yeah. And I've only been to Pizza West once, and that was also the March one because it was the week after Texas, I think. Right, it was. Or it was either that one or April I went to. But that's okay. it. I've only been to two tournaments since Texas, and one of them was for fake Missouri points. Mm. I would really like to go play pinball next week, but at this point I'm not holding my breath on it. Mm. I would really like to go play pinball, you know, two weeks after that. I'm also about holding my breath on it. Yeah. Game night conflict on that one. Yeah. I think. I might just go like I don't like missing Pizza West. I'm kind of at the point where I might just draw a line in the sand on that one. I'll give up the 403 one yeah. because of the drive time, but yeah. but the other one I really don't like. Well, that's the one you 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 get closer and closer to getting first place in that one. I don't think I get much closer. I've had second twice now. So, it's really as that's close as you can. twice more get. than me. Well, you're never there. I know. <laughs> so, how can you do it? Like half the lineups changed since you've last been there. I I I still enjoy pinball. Well, speaking of pinball and speaking of the the IFPA point, th- yeah, my th- my issue on the po- and I had an article about the main endorsement point fee earlier this year, uh, which you know showed there has been slowing on the growth, but there's still growth, so it didn't it didn't kill growth, it didn't stop 
there being more tournaments and more players, which was an interesting question. The thing for me with the, with the Whopper fee is I don't, and I still don't, I don't accept that it actually is going to grow the sponsorship angle that the IFPA is shooting for. I'm very cynical about that. Oh, I don't see how. It's based, I get where it's based because Josh Sharp's been very public about how he's modeled that. The concept is modeled on what's happened with the big buck hunter arcade stuff. But to me, the, the gap there is that it's very easy for just about anyone to watch big buck hunter, figure out what's going on with it and spectate it. And pinball has a whole slew of challenges ranging from how it's viewed to how many different games are in tournaments and the mm-hmm. rules being different that it's just not, I just don't think the environment's the same. I mean, but that's just a, I don't know that for a fact. That's a mere, per, that's, you know, me speculating. I know pinball. I know pinball quite well. And I don't really watch pinball for fun out of stuff. It's not like I'll sit down on Twitch and watch a whole bunch of pinball. I watch you stream when I have the time and I catch it. I'll watch special release things like, like when Jack Danger has a special release thing or when Buffalo has something. I'll watch them, but I don't just sit down during the, oh, I'm going to watch somebody well, play some pinball. Well, it's, it's not- even, even amongst that, there's obviously a difference between watching competitive pinball and watching someone streaming pinball. Like Jack Danger doesn't usually stream competitive pinball. He's usually playing and interacting with his and it's audience. Fun. Or that's what the flipping out stream is doing once a week is they're officially they're showing showcasing a new available game. Mm-hmm. A lot of what's going on with the show revolve entirely around the discussion that's happening. And in fact, one of the most popular aspects of the flipping out stream is they now have flipping out after hours. <laughs> so they stream for say 90 minutes to two hours and then usually for another 45 minutes to an hour after they even have a call in hotline now and people are doing it like a late night radio yeah. show and going and doing uh, just weird stuff. So that, you, you know, it's to like be the art bell. It, right. It's, it's to be, it's to be entertainment. Right. So. That so even that in and of itself is different. I'm not entirely sure. Is this one dollar endorsement fee on the women's system just to up the prize pool and that it? Or is it to up the prize pool and try and bring in sponsors? Because the quantity of players is you're slicing it thinner and thinner. Right. Now you did or you did the whole Whopper system within Canada and America little bit thinner than the overall Whopper system worldwide. And now you're doing the women only in those areas a little bit thinner. Uh, yeah, I don't, because I've already done it on one, I I don't really, I guess I don't have a problem either with them doing it on this type of Whopper point as well. I was just surprised this wasn't included when they did it on the other anyway. Well, I think that, yeah. I, well, here's the thing that I thought was interesting. And that, so shout out to my intro mentioned Backbox Pinball podcast. But this got discussed during episode two, I believe it was, because the IFPA asked for feedback from women on the idea. And then the net, at least per the discussion between those two women on that show, the next thing they knew, here's the IFPA saying, oh, well, we're doing it. So. There, they had a lot of, go, go back and, and listen to episode two. Uh, they had an interesting discussion it's towards the tail end of the, of the episode, I believe, but they had a very interesting discussion about did the IFPA act like they solicited feedback and then just kind of did what they were going to do anyway? Cause that was the impression they got. 
So now when the IFPA fee overall was implemented, there wasn't a request for feedback. It was just announced. I remember because it was announced on April Fool's Day, which was a tremendous mistake, but <laughs> because initially yeah. everyone thought it was a joke. Exactly. So it's like, oops. It's like somebody didn't, like, somebody didn't think it's, that it's one kind, out. Well, it's kind of funny from a trolley standpoint, but given your, it's involving people's money, my recommendation is don't ever troll don't on troll that. It. Yeah, do other things on, on the April 1st thing. But, but so I don't, again, I don't know on, about that. Maybe they did incorporate some of the feedback, but it sounded like the impression was it was just an idea for consideration. And there wasn't a very big period of time before the next thing they know, here, we're doing it. I'm not, just I'm not surprised they're feedback doing it. Turns into, well, I talked to my wife and she said it was a good idea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe not. I, I, who knows? Maybe the feedback was used again. I'm reporting it. So basically third hand. So, yeah. But. Anyway, it was, that was interesting. So anyway, so there's a fee. Uh, another piece of news that we can hit on is, uh, Gary Stern. He had an interview with Martin with the head head pinball. Yep. And I have a link to that podcast episode in the show notes for those that want to hear it. It's the interviews in the first part of, of there's the normally show. are. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So it's easy to find. So there's one aspect that I wanted to focus on. There's a lot of stuff in the interview, but this is the part where. Gary claimed that the pro models, you know, they do the pro premium LE yes. and for them, the pro they is do, the cheap model. They do the correct model okay. as far as okay. I'm concerned. Okay. Unlike other places that make up stuff and just are crap. Like who? Like he who should not be named. Why? Cause well, he likes to make up stuff. So uh, yeah. Well, the, obviously. <laughs> so so even he that, makes up his own model. Okay. Well, that, that's true. I, I, that Ellie being the middle model is so confusing. Um, and then the extra confusion, of course, with Chicago gaming, because their CE is classic edition, but collector's edition for Jersey Jack is the high end, but CE is the low end. It, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just, wow. And you yeah, need a okay. key. You need a key to be able to understand yeah. what, what, what's going on. So anyway, in the interview, Gary said, quote, if you take our pro model, it is underpriced. It is underpriced. We don't make enough money on it, but we think it is important for operators and for homeowners. End quote. What do you think of that statement? Do you I can see it. In what way I do you, how do you interpret that statement? The way, yeah, now, okay. That's, that's the, the thing. way I interpret that statement is specifically with a, we don't make enough money on it. Uh, my assumption is that they have, a like a lot of businesses when they do something they have a targeted percentage for profit and i don't think they make that targeted percentage i don't think they lose money because i think he would have said they lose money on each one all right my guess is whatever they're targeted like say they want a five percent profit i don't know making a number up so don't quote me on this i'm just pulling a number out of my rear if they want a five percent profit they might hit that on the other models on these they don't hit that but there's no way that they're, they're, I would be in shock if they were just breaking even. There's no way they're losing money on these. This isn't like when Microsoft or Nintendo decides to sell their consoles and they're losing money on each console sale because they make it all up on game sales. Pinball doesn't work that way. But I wouldn't be surprised if they're making a marginal profit on pros compared to the others. I agree. And I, I had a conversation with Zach on the This Week in Pinball podcast about that. And I I think when he, and he may have been just for discussion purposes, sort of fishing on that, wondering 
did I interpret that as that they lose money? It's like, no. There's no way. He didn't say. And it wouldn't exactly, make sense. It doesn't because you can't do a loss leader model in pinball. What are they going to make their money back on? Toppers? It doesn't make right. There's nothing. There's no game to sell to put into the game. All right. You so, can do that on consoles. You can do. Yeah. There's a lot of things you can do a lot of that. that right. End. It's the, you know, the, we, we often will refer to the, those sort of ideas, loss leader ideas that. The thing I always think of is it's called the the razor and blade model. Yeah. Where Gillette sells the razor at a loss or gives it away mm-hmm. because they're going to make the money on the cartridge blade. I got one on my 18th birthday from Gillette mm-hmm. and I used it until I was like 26. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I remember getting one mailed to me. They yeah. found me somehow. Somehow. But it arrived. Yeah. Yep. Eight, I mean, right right around my 18th birthday, here's this thing from Gillette, and I use yep. that one. I it, use that it, one. It, it can work for it can course. work for razors. It can work for consoles, as you mentioned. Another very famous thing from the ye old days up through now: uh, printers and printer ink. Uh huh. Another big model. Cure eggs. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. From everything sure. I've heard, they make almost nothing on the machines themselves because it's all about the specialty cups. Yeah. yeah. That's why they put the sensors in, so you could only use the. Official, Real, yeah, official yeah. Printers started doing that with the ink too. Uh huh. About that. No, HP wants to use official HP ink because they don't make money when you go to Dollar Ink Club or whatever. <laughs> Dollar Ink <laughs> Dollar Club. Ink Club. <laughs> so anyway, just for ink. So we agree on that. So yeah. So that's the thing. Is clearly they they have a certain profit margin. And the example I used on this week in Pinball Podcast that I'll use here as well is we saw this from Charlie Emery, head of Spooky Pinball. When he announced the production for Total Nuclear Annihilation, he came out and he said, we're not making as much on Total Nuclear Annihilation as we would normally profit on our other games. Right. But he didn't want to mark it up anymore because given it being single level, he thought it not enough people would buy it. Which is very valid. So, yes, it is. So, last news item. Deep Root. Uh, I've, I've pasted in here. Uh, the, I think I have a Twitter account now. And they shared some artwork that they're working on. I'm guessing it's for Raza because they described the character as a, a Martian princess. But yeah, any thoughts? She looks like a Martian. It, I, I guess. I don't. I mean, I don't it, know if I could tell she's a princess per se, but it's the hair. Okay. I mean, it, it's it's like it's what's how do I want to put it? It feels very. You're kind of. Um, Pinuppy sci-fi alien princess thing. That's what it feels like. Okay, yeah. you think it'll kind of sort of a cross between alien and cheesecake? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, outfit that makes no sense other than the fact that it's a black leather cat suit. <laughs> okay. A giant gun and antenna. I mean, this is like <laughs> you're like this, and antenna and antenna. This is like 1950s. <laughs> Sexy alien stuff going on here. I mean, that's what it is. Well, given that video that we talked about several episodes ago where they did the whole, you know, it was the explanation. It was that super wide screen and it kind of told the story of Raza and it right. was very 50s-esque. And the aliens are coming in and they are going to crash on an abandoned graveyard and an abandoned everything else. Yeah. So... I, I, so yeah, if it's that, do you think that? No, no, I think it everything. Fits fine. Okay, you think that people will like sort of the campy of uh, the campy Raza? I do. I don't know how you'd make it not campy, quite frankly. Right, right. No, you have to. And yeah, here's the thing: is I like that kind of. I I, mm-hmm. I like that kind of style, like schlocky mm. type thing. Yeah. I mean, so I'm fine with it. Yeah. 
I thought like, they, I thought the art looked yeah. fine. It's sort of, it's, it's cartoony. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, th- I think that can go fine with pinball. Yeah. It's been a while since we've really seen cartoony in pinball, I think. Outside of Jetsons. Yeah. Which doesn't really count. Yeah. Though it looked good. Yeah. Too bad. Too bad about everything else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> So, we're done with pinball news. So, we could have covered this next topic on the E3 episode, but it was the E3 episode. And when I set up the poll, I accidentally had it run for three weeks. No, you totally did that on purpose. That was just good planning so that we wouldn't have to worry about it during E3. Don't, 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 don't put that stuff off. You got, you you got to lean into that one. I don't know. So, anyway, so we're talking about the game that Tony created. Two episodes ago that we played, yep. which was Munster's Replacement, which was what would have been a better sort of 60s era TV show to do by Stern Pinball as a pinball machine rather than the Munsters, because everyone agrees that the Munsters was not the right pick. Yes. And so we have the results. For those I don't remember, it was Hogan's Heroes versus Mission Impossible. Those were the two. Tony ran with Hogan's Heroes. I ended up running with Mission Impossible as the two that we weeded out through the list of like 32 shows that you started us with. Yeah. And the results were not close. No, they, uh, but they were what I expected. Oh, they, they were with, I don't know. We'd have to go back and play. I said at least 70% would go for Mission Impossible. Well, no, no, no. I expected, no, I expected Mission Impossible you, to win. Yes, you did say that. And it did. 77% to 23% for Hogan's Heroes. Yeah. So it was, it was brutal. Yeah, it was it pretty was bad. Brutal. And from the comments, we were both wrong anyway. Well, we did. Yes. And we <laughs> now we both thought that that was a possibility. Yes. Because we both said, okay, we want people to comment in the Facebook thread as to what theme they think would have been the best substitute for Monsters. What surprised me was how unified that was. That did, sir. I expected to see a bunch of different things. And it did. was pretty much one thing. Yes. Get smart. Yep. And I get it. And we I understand. Ki- and I kind of feel bad because I fairly summarily ended up dismissing it as being too comedic. Because in the course of our discussions, we, at least for me, I at some point started shifting into things that were very, very serious, other than the monkeys as a music pin. Right. And so I was started to rule out, like, really comedic things. You obviously went a different route and were much more considerate of things like Mikhail's Navy, Hogan's Heroes, obviously, things that had the comedic element. So it kind of, in the end, became the serious show versus the fun show. Right. But Get Smart was one I had carried the furthest, and then I still think it fell in the quarterfinals. Or it something. did, yeah. No, so, it fell. It fell pretty. So anyway, there was a but there was a really good response to that game. So at some point, you should do the research and come up with another one. Yes, at some point when I remember how to play pinball, maybe do one with eighties movies uh, oh. to replace Ghostbusters. Even though everyone loved the theme, I was Ghostbusters. Say, I don't think I'd want to replace Ghostbusters. Well, then maybe we don't couch it on replacing anything and just say what would have been a really good thing from the what would have been a really good radio drama from the twenties to make it do with a pinball machine to replace the theme of the shadow with Alec Baldwin because no one liked that movie. Interesting. Anyway, maybe, maybe just something a little, just something a little more I don't modern. See how anything could possibly beat War of the Worlds? Yeah, probably not. But especially if it's a drama. So, we could do something like what, like, 
campy, cheesy, uh, 80s or 90s action movie. You know, the standard, you know, I'm talking like Commando. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So generic action The movie. generic action movie. You know what could, another one could be, that would be fun, could be to do, to go alongside, uh, Goldeneye. What's another James Bond movie that should have been, one movie that should oh. be made into a pinball machine? Because James Bond's had the kind of generic Gottlieb timed one with Roger Moore on it, but it wasn't based off a specific Bond. Right. And other than that, there's only Goldfinger. Not Goldfinger, sorry. Goldfinger. I was going to say. First, I was no, gonna sorry. Say. sorry. There's too many golds. Uh, cause there's a man with a golden gun as well. Uh, no, Goldeneye, the, the first Pierce Bronson one. Yeah. It has the game with the satellite. Yeah. That we, could be a good one. We'll have to think about it. Well, no, that one already got made into it. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm you saying, meant that, that game would be a that good That game, right. that, that, that concept. Well, because I kind of like this concept game thing. Well, it just, the, 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 the crowd reacted. So I'm noting it. And speaking of crowd reactions, the last thing in pinball, 20 questions. We haven't played it in quite a while. I because think, I lost. And I was giving you time to heal. And now those wounds are healed. Yes. So, now that I haven't played pinball in forever. But that doesn't matter because I could dredge up something from decades ago. Well, maybe not. Uh, but for those that are new to our uh, our game here, in 20 questions, Tony will get to ask me a series of questions that are designed for yes or no answers about a pinball machine. It will be a flipper pinball machine and it will be a pinball machine that I know he's played for the first 15 questions. He just has to use his mind. But after question 15 for the 16th through 20th, he may use IPDB pin side, other online and sources still lose. and other sources in order to help narrow things down and such. And the odds of victory generally are very high because of that structure. Except for when it's not. Except for, well, there were reasons, and I understand the reasons. We sometimes have hiccups in the, in the game. It happens. But I, I'm very confident this time. I believe in you. I think you're back on form. I think you're rested and you're oh, ready. Oh man, war games. War games would be an oh. awesome pinball machine. You, know, you push start and it has to say, would you like to play games? Oh, we already won an 80s thing. Video right mode. How about a nice game of tic-tac-toe? And then you have to play tic-tac-toe. <laughs> and you lose because it's a computer and cheats. <laughs> okay. Whenever you're ready to ask your first question. You, you could activate a mode where it actually, where, where, where the machine actually will play itself for a little while. Yeah. Okay. Is it an EM? No. Is it newer than 1990? Yes. Is it newer than 2000? No. Hmm. How do I want to do this? Is it Striker Extreme? No. Okay. I just had to get it out of the way because it was going to be stuck in my head forever otherwise. Just so you know, Striker Extreme was the year 2000. Was it? Yes. I thought it was, I thought it was earlier than that. I thought it was 98 or 99. So, see, that's what I get for not having everything memorized. So, is it a Bowie? With the standard rules that and I understand and that Bally is well in Bally and William. Yes. Okay. That's question five. Let's see. Is it 95 or newer? Yes. Is it a licensed theme? No. See, normally this would be one of those where I would start locking the year down. Right. But I don't know the years of machines good enough. That wouldn't help me. Well, what other things could you use to rule out games, given what you already know? Non-licensed, 95 to 99 Bally, I could use, because 
kind of got I kind of got burned using theme last time because I made some assumptions after using it. I could, I could use mechanics. Does it have more than two flippers? No. Does it use a button instead of a plunger? Yes. Is it AFM? Yes. That was the tenth. You know what's annoying? It crossed my mind on the ninety-five, ninety-nine. So that was four questions earlier. I told you I felt good about this one for you. For those that aren't aware, Attack from Mars is AFM. It's Tony's favorite game mm-hmm. of all time. <laughs> so it is. I thought I was being really nuts. It's a two-flipper game. It's ninety-five. It is trademark as a bally. So it's asking if it was a bally specifically as well. Yeah. Uh, did. Did, clar- did clarify and quantify that. No, it does a, it's an auto plunge, so it's got the button. No, uh, actual manual plunger. And, uh, other, uh, December of 95 was when it was manufactured. So it's just right there in, well, almost a year in yeah. to your, to your range. It's a Brian, you could have asked about the designer, is Brian Eddy design. That was the question that when I, when I went with, uh, when I asked about flippers, I was thinking, cause I was wondering if you, if it would have been, if you if it had been would have been that or uh medieval madness right right so i thought uh, about it lyman sheets software yeah. uh it was confirmed by george gomez that this was not based on the movie or anything it wasn't it was unlicensed it was coincidence that uh mars attacks came out within a year of the pen yeah so well the aliens are very different looking mm-hmm. so yeah so anyway it is and you and you've played it obviously game. so Yep. Obviously, I've played it. Because, again, like I said, it is my favorite game. So, and did well. Got it on, that was, you named it on the 10th one. So, according to my numbers. That might be my best finish ever. I don't think so. I think I did one better, actually. So, we've got it on the website. You have all the things on the web, on our website. Right, right. There's a section, if you go to eclecticgamers.com, up at the top, there's a, a category called 20 questions. And you can see how we've done on things before. Uh, and actually... No, this is your new best. You had two ties. At, no, Rob Zombie you got on yep, 10. Yeah, I got Rob Zombie on 10. So this ties your best. So it is your best. Yeah. Good job. Nothing as good as your five. Nick Baldridge's nine, which was really impressive on Sing Along. Yeah, I, you know, I should have done a Solid State era game with him. Not He would have made sense. That was pity. I was merciful. Though, I again, he knows so many of them. His, see, his head could be crowded with stuff like that. Uh, Sing Along is a good game, though. So that was, that was the one we did with him. But Sing Along is a good game. Yeah, I like it. All right. Good job, Tony. Yay, me. Redemption. So, we ready to move on into video games? You know, the, the sad thing is that we are at this point with this game. I'm pretty much just going to have to guess Striker Extreme at this point every time because the one time I don't just throw it out there, it's going to be the time you actually have chosen. I thought about it yet again and I thought, he's probably going to throw it out there. I almost threw it out there as number one yeah, just to do it. Oh, no. That would, the problem is I don't know if I could ever. I'm so tempted to do it to you because it would be funny. Oh, but, it would be so but, hilarious. But I don't know if I could live with myself with you having... A guess on one. Yeah. And knowing that nothing can ever be better than a guess on one. The best I could ever do is hope to tie it. And I go, I, and I never throw out game names as the first guess. So no. I'd, I'd have to start at that point. Right. Just but to have the with, hope. I've played so many. It just, it, the odds are not in my, especially because games can repeat. Yep. You don't, you know, they're, the rules are just that I played it. 
So every year that passes, it just gets harder. Because we've done one down. repeat that I didn't remember was a repeat when I yeah. did it. Yeah. Well, I know you have like three video game news items. Yeah, there's not a lot because so. E3, there's been some no. stuff going over. Um, and again, I've not been tracking news or playing games nearly as much as I should. Been working on stuff around the house and family deals and stuff. But I was talking to... Uh, one of my good friends who still plays Eve a lot. I've spoken about Eve uh, on this show in the past, how it is the one MMO that I would really love to continue to play if I had the time right. and the money for it because of its depth and its sandboxy nature. Well, <clears throat> Eve has always been a huge sandbox. It's got, they've got, it's broken into three segments. There's high sec, which is lots of PVE. There's a, there's a, uh, a uh, 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 PVE NPC faction that sets rules. So inside high sec, you have to follow those rules. So you can't be, you know, a trolley ganker type person. Then there's low sec where it's kind of an in between area. Uh, they'll still show up for some stuff, but it's a lot. The AIs are a lot stronger on the PVE content. And then there's null sec where there's PVE content. And the AIs are stronger, but vast majority of NullSec is driven by players and their corporations. And some of these corporations will number 10 or 15,000 players in a corporation or an alliance of smaller corporations that work together and they actually physically hold large swaths of space. And they fight each other to get new areas and... They fight each other just because, just to be trolls and to get resources. And in EVE, everything is driven in EVE economically from a player base. Everything good is made, manufactured, hauled to market, sold by the player base, not by NPCs. Well, what has happened was, during an update, there was a new type of... Um, enemy AI that appeared during a previous update and they were called the drifters and those AIs acted a little different than the AIs of the older PVE content. Uh, drifters would, if you ran away, if you came under attack and you escaped and you ran away, they would chase you like through the system. So you couldn't just jump away, warp away to a different point in the system and then wait for them to despawn and go back. Because they would chase you down. Battlestar Galactica style. Exactly. Wow. And instead of just using basic strategies, they would use more refined strategies like is USC and actual PvP content. But even then, they weren't a huge deal. Uh, it had actually become, come to a point where uh, they were farmed. Because what people would do is they would uh, go out and trigger them. And then they would fly back to their giant player-made star bases and space stations and let the defensive weapons take them out. Ah. And they'd gather the loot. Okay. That. Makes sense. So it just, you know, it just become another little loot pinion and nothing right. bad. In the, the latest update was titled Invasion. When they did it, it's general things like they always do on their updates. But CCP, the creators of the game were very mum about what else could happen. They were just a general update. They put out the normal stuff. Nobody thought anything about it other than the fact that it was called Invasion. And then suddenly on Wednesday of last week, 
the leaders of all of the major NullSec corporations and alliances and all the players in NullSec started getting chains of alarms of their starbases being under attack. Not like one starbase, like huge swaths of them. And when they jumped in, they all thought, oh, one of our right, enemies right. are, they, they're launching a deep raid. They're just being annoying. They're whatever. They're being trolley. Okay. We'll defend against it. And they jumped in drifter battle fleets, drifter battle fleets all over the game in null space. They're putting, uh, bases into reinforced timers everywhere and then leaving because how a starbase thing works in Eve is you beat on it for a while and it goes into reinforce. And when it goes into reinforce, you can't damage it anymore and you can't damage it for like 15 hours. So you knock it into reinforce, you go away. 15 hours later, you come back, you hit it again. There's a window when you come back when it's hittable again before it comes back to full strength. You hit it again for a while, it knocks down into a, re- into a second layer of reinforced, you go away, you come back, you finish it off, you destroy it. Okay, so it's, it's like to give a breather so that the the person the operator of it has a chance to, has a chance to yeah. build up something. Yeah, it has a chance to get online because you're right. not online twenty four seven. Yeah. yeah. So uh these fleets started appearing all over Nullsec and putting stations into reinforce. Now, from what I've read, they've not been coming back to knock it out. They're just being they're just causing lots of damage. Including destroying a very expensive fit super capital ships and wiping out lots and lots of players who try to fight them. But there's been so many of them. They've been all over the place and they've been hitting so hard that the players and their corporations have had to break off wars, retreat from fighting each other to defend their interior systems. And at this point, as of the last updates I read, most of the player base in EVE in the NullSec, even the alliances that have been at war for literal years, are working together to try and figure out what's going on. Because when people have sent messages to CCP, all CCP has said is that um, it's not a bug. And they won't say anything else. And when they reached, and when various news organizations like PC Gamer and Kotaku and, and Polygon and stuff have reached out to them for uh, information about it. All CCP will say is, well, we tried to contact the drifters, but they're not answering our hails. But we, they did send us this picture, and the picture is a map of EVE, and then, uh, uh, and then right beside it is a map of EVE, but all of NullSec is red and just says drifters. Hmm. So literally all they've done is memes. <laughs> Nobody knows anything... The, 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 the car, the corporations and the alliances are starting to figure out the rules. Um, from the sounds of it, the interest is generated enough has done something big. It's gotten Eve a big, uh, jolt back to their player base. Oh, okay. A lot of resubscribes from people who've been out for a while. We'll see if this continues. We'll see what their end game plan is. Uh, it's just interesting to me that they've made such a big change. They're just staying so silent on it. They're just like, huh, don't know. It's not a bug. Don't know what's coming next. So it'll be interesting to see if they are going to do this and then it will start. I mean, will they start coming back and hitting them? So they actually re- hitting the reinforced timers when they come off. Uh, it's possible. I don't know. Nobody knows what they're going to do, but it's going to be interesting to see. If this is a major change and a major shakeup to the 
universe or if it's just a little short time event. Mm. I know some people like the head of one of the largest uh, alliances, which is the Imperium, I think is what they call themselves now. Uh, that This alliance existed when I played EVE, except for they went under a different title. But it was still basically, it was, it was goons. It was, it was goon swarm. Uh, and their associated alliances. But, uh, and that alliance has been led by the Matani for, I don't know, a decade or more. He led it when I played and I haven't played since, since before my second child was born. So, um, it'll be interesting to see hmm. if they keep going more, if they, if this gets in bigger or, I mean, this could be Eve's gone to a free to play model. Um, they've been having reductions and stuff. They've been interesting. They could be setting the stage for totally burning down the null sec for a rebuild and a re. I mean, when everything is as situated and everybody's as entrenched as they are, they have to do something major. Right. So that's the, been the thoughts online is like, are they getting ready to burn null sec to force everybody into doing a different stuff to, to shake up the universe? Do they have an actual end game plan instead of just being one of those games that fizzles out? Are they looking to do a massive shakeup so they can do major changes to what's coming, to what comes in? And what would something like that cost to their player base? Don't know. It's all speculation. Hopefully we'll see some more, uh, coming and I'm kind of interested to see what's going to happen. So, uh, next thing is only kind of video game related. Uh, with the end of Game of Thrones, there are so many fantasy based stuff out there. Uh, the Witcher TV series is coming to Netflix soon. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, Amazon Prime is doing two fantasy shows. They're doing a Lord of the Rings show, uh, that is set before the Hobbit or the Lord of the Rings and all that, it's like a prequel show. Uh-huh. And they're doing the Wheel of Time, which my wife is super excited for and I'm super excited for because it's a really enjoyable series. But somebody else decided to jump in on it. Square Enix decided to jump in on it. Mm, so okay. now we're looking at a television series based on Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh I didn't even know that 14 was popular enough to warrant this. Apparently it is. That's, that's it, the, that's their new, new MMO. That's the one that's been around for right, 11. It's been around for years. So I'm using new in an air quotes fashion because Final Fantasy 11 was their first MMO. Tony and I played that. It was fun. They wound that down though yeah. after Final Four, after they launched Final Fantasy 14 and it was a mess and they rebuilt it from the ground up and it became my understanding is a very, very good, competent MMO, but it's never rivaled, say, World of Warcraft or anything. But what has? Nothing, well, nothing's been that high, but it was just, again, I don't know. It confuses me because they, I don't know what the narrative is like with it. Whereas other Final Fantasies, like there have been movies that have spun off of Final Fantasy VII, for example. Right. You can do things with those like the characters are really fleshed out in the single player ones. And I could see you take, it doesn't have, wouldn't have to be seven. You do six. You could take any of sort of Final Fantasy and say, here are these characters and introduce them and all that. And I, I guess you can do it with 14 too, but no one cares about Galkas. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. 
I was wondering the same thing. So as I looked into it more, apparently there is an overall narrative thread in 14 that I never felt 11 had. It, um, I mean, it has 11 some- did in a way, like each kingdom had a, but it was, it was so hard to go through because you'd have to, like every ten levels, could you then do the next one, or otherwise you just get owned? Right. It was just it was hard to you couldn't really unless you were fully leveled and walking like some noob through. You couldn't really experience the story in a in a summary section in a way that is like, oh, I get it. This was going yeah. on. It's like six months later, you're like, well, I don't remember the last part, but we're on mission six dash two now, so let's go so do, let's do it. Let's do it's, six yeah. two. You know, so, so apparently we'll see with. Everything coming in trying to replace Game of... I mean, there's even Game of Thrones prequels coming yeah. and this and that. So we'll see what's going to happen. I don't know. I know in my personal opinion, if they all failed except for the Wheel of Time and it was amazing, I'd be a happy man. I Maybe that will be what, that, what occurs. Be. And my last little bit that I wanted to tap on is... And it, it, it actually bookends real nice to how we started with hatred and anger. We started this this episode with hatred and anger. We're going to end this episode with hatred and anger. So, back during BlizzCon, you remember us talking about the rage of of you all own phones, don't you? Yeah. And, 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 they even one of the <laughs> one of the casters yesterday or the day before on Overwatch League even used that line during Blizzard's Overwatch League stream of a game was getting started and they. It, Popped up one of the promos, and he go and he goes, "You all own phones, don't you?" And I thought, "Oh, I think it was similar." Oh, of so, course it would be. So, so, so that would make sense. So he he might he might be fined. We don't know. He could be. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so go on with the rage. I remember the rage. There was all the rage because they made all this big noise, uh, and they'd hit all of the Diablo related forums about big Diablo announcements, and that was we talked back then. Like the week before BlizzCon, they hit all the things and started dialing it back hard yeah. because it was all assumption that Diablo 4 was coming and they took bad hits because of it. Well, that, that it, you know, Blizzard is known as a PC gaming company. So that they spent so much time on a mobile game was going to be the only way it wouldn't have been doomed to failure would have been if they had some big PC thing. Right. And the rumors have always been it's Diablo 4. It's not, we're not aware of anything else in close enough development that we expected another, you know, we're no. not expecting like a, a Starcraft 3 immediately or, a, no. or an I Overwatch th- 2 or anything. No, like that'll that. be this year. Hmm. But, uh, there are now reports that they've shown, they have actually shown Diablo 4. Okay. We know that they have shifted, um, developers because they once again, Canceled and shut down a first person StarCraft game and shifted the developers to the Diablo team. And they've been hiring more Diablo related developers for months now. It's, it, it's been out there. You've seen them in the, in the forums and the stuff talking about it. But now they've internally shown a version of Diablo 4 to employees is what the rumors are stating and the leaks are stating. Well, that's good. And that's good. That's not rage at all. That's not rage at all. Actually, there's some fair amount of rage. Because there's a lot of people who don't care anymore. They won't play it. Because <gasps> of what happened to BlizzCon. Even if they dropped it. Even if they dropped it tomorrow as a perfect, complete, the ultimate Diablo game. There are people who are like, 
I won't play it. People, we're talking just consumers in general, or there are consumers okay. out there on for on the forums who are flat out. They're so angry. They're so angry over what happened last BlizzCon. They'll never play another Diablo game. But but is it real? Because I, mean, I don't know. I look at pinball people who I there know. are a bunch who said, "Well, I ain't buying pirates because there's no triple spinning disc," and now they all try and buy it. Because a bunch of I'm not. Th- I, I won't buy pirates because it sucks. Because they lie and they lie. But the they lie like scurvy. But lies. but my point is, in the pinball hobby, uh, especially with new in box buyers, they are notoriously picky and also notoriously weak. They are. They are. They and are. I'm sure these people will. They have no sell. There's like no impulse control and they just spend their money like water and it's their money. So they can do what they want. But I'm just saying, I see the weakness. And yeah. Don't, don't think you're fooling anyone. And I'm sure they will purchase it. So, so, so there's a lot of, there's still so much rage about BlizzCon. There is still saying. so much rage about it. There, uh, there, there, and, and a lot of the, what you would consider excitement is very tempered by what happened. Now, the one things that are is, their thoughts that it could be announced at BlizzCon this year. Because uh Blizzard's not going to be at GDC this year. Oh, okay. They've already said that. So the next possible platform for them to do any announcements this year for anything will be BlizzCon. So the assumption is they might be at BlizzCon and announce a 2020 release. Uh, they're also running assumptions is that we'll probably hear more about Overwatch 2. At BlizzCon this year. Right, which because I, I believe that's, been, that's a single-player game is what a, they're doing with that. Yep, that's what it, that's what all the leaks are saying is that's a single-player game. So that's how they're going to drop another Overwatch and not replace Overwatch. Right, because they're still doing so much development on the Overwatch multiplayer. They've got a whole plan with... I, I've heard they've got a number of characters actively in development. Yeah. Unro- it's working for them and they w- don't want to sever their player base as they're yeah. esporting it. The so. last plan that I heard that was semi agreed is that they had like 36 planned characters. Yeah. So that sounds like what I heard as well. And I mean, it's been a while, but I mean, that's another 10 characters on top of what we're we're up to what? 28 now. Yeah. Somewhere in that 26, 26 to 28, I think. So we're looking at at least another 10 characters. They just teased a new one last week. Mm -hmm. Um, And with the esports thing and this and that, even though I keep continue to hear that Overwatch League is dead, paid uh, actors—they're all paid actors and paid actors and people farming tokens who don't actually watch. Yeah, <laughs> hey, um, who knows? Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, it doesn't matter if they're actively watching or not. If it's still getting the hits, the and the views, and the ad I revenue. Mean, I, I looked during this week, and even with the the later start time, because they were doing the three games yeah. during the weekdays. Uh, sixty to say like sixty five thousand viewers listed, and and games done quick was going, which had a hundred thousand. Right. So I mean, it's and Overwatch is usually in the top two lists of Twitch. It is even when there's not league going. When right. league's going, it's usually top three. Right. And then that's the other thing is when you look at it is it is almost always uh, are all the Twitch numbers are just like the U.S. and Europe Twitch numbers. Mm-hmm. Because the Chinese and Korean Twitch numbers are even higher. And most of the stuff's aired on ESPN. Mm-hmm. And then Disney XD shows some of the matches. Yeah, normally so, like one or two matches yeah, a week. Yeah, they usually get like a two-hour block, two to yeah. four-hour block. So. so Yeah, anyway, but 
Okay, well, we'll see if people don't buy it the Diablo. I, I agree that BlizzCon last year was weak. Oh, the whole I, of BlizzCon but, last year was but terrible. I wouldn't, I guess, I don't, I don't see the point about having a bad convention and holding that over the games. I just, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. You've already sent well, your message about what you expect and the reaction to the, do you all have phones has been sufficiently ravaged apart. Right. Uh, well, and there's also still a lot of hatred for the, Oh, we had record profits. Let's lay off a bunch of people. Yeah, well, you know that's what happens when you have Activision own you, right? So we'll yeah, see. no, that sucked too. So I I could understand more about people saying because until like I won't buy another Activision Blizzard or otherwise game until Bobby's terminated. Yeah, I could see that. I know there's I, I've seen multiple calls since. Bungie made its separation from Activision. People saying that unless Blizzard separates from Activision, they're done with Blizzard titles. Okay. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll hold to their guns. I, most people I know talk a good game. I'm and, not even going to say that because they can't play. I'll be, I'll be honest. Can't play. If Diablo 4 looks halfway decent, I'll play Diablo. 4. No, well, I'm not. I'm not abandoning Overwatch. I love Overwatch. No, it's not. I don't. My I don't daughter like what... named her dog Reinhardt. Yeah. Her new puppy, she named him Reinhardt. Yeah. Overwatch has our family. Mm-hmm. It happens. It but maybe the Wheel of Time will free you. No. The no. Wheel Weaves is the Wheel Wills. Okay. Well, it's time for us to will, to will the end of this episode. We've, yes. We've gotten to the, to the finish. So those of you who want to complain about what we said and how you will never buy another one of our games again, you can write to us at eclecticgamerspodcast.gmail.com or reach out to us at facebook.com slash eclecticgamerspodcast. We're available on Twitch, primarily when Dennis is streaming pinball, and Instagram and Twitter is eclectic underscore gamers. And that's it. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Until then, I'm Dennis. I'm Tony. Bye. See ya.